to the weekly sermon podcast of AZ Vineyard Church. Get an OPAD, grab a Bible, and expect God to touch you. You guys ready for more? This is called waiting on the Lord. And just let's just wait a second. I want you to listen right now. Our God is with us. This isn't about a show. It's about interacting with our God who's alive and right here, right now with us. And then learning that here and living that wherever he'll send us. So Lord, let your presence your presence just rest on us right now. I pray for fresh filling. Fresh filling. Now I pray in our minds you would cause a shift to happen. Shift how we think. Transform our emotions and bring us into alignment with you, with your kingdom. We don't want to stay the same. We want to be more like you, Lord Jesus. all these notes here and then while we're praying right now all I can hear is the Holy Spirit asking a question what's dominating you? What's, what's dominating me? And I just want us to take a, take a second and think about what is dominating you? What's, what does our mind dwell on mostly? What does our emotions, what does our emotions tell us mostly? Back to the question. The answer to those two things is telling us what is dominating our life. What has, let me rephrase it, what has dominion over us? And if it has dominion, is that not a Lord or a King? Does it make sense? What is dominating us? What has dominion? See, our goal isn't to conduct merely a church service. Our goal is to come under the dominion of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
and it's reflected first on the inside. And the kingdom that's on the inside of us makes the kingdom on the outside of us change to reflect what's on the inside. If we're miserable people, we will make everyone around us miserable. If we're fearful people in here, then we will share that fear with everyone we come in contact with, won't we? And if we're faith-filled, confident in our God people on the inside, it will transform the world around us. It will affect everyone we come in contact with for, the good, for their good and the glory of God. So, I want to go forward with the teaching I started last week and I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to tell you the punchline first. God wants you and me and all of us in this room to be those that are so dominated by the Word of God, by His presence, by His, His kingdom, by His Lordship, so and ultimately being dominated on the inside. The dominion of heaven is ruling in us more and more and more. See, that's more important that the kingdom of God has dominion on the inside of us than we behave on the outside. Because when the kingdom of God has dominion on the inside of us, it will completely change how we behave on the outside. But how we behave on the outside has very little effect on who we are on the inside. So, our goal, my goal in teaching through this story I've been teaching through isn't just to tell a good Bible story. It's for us to take example and, and make changes in our lives. We need our lives to align with God's Word and His truth. We need to demonstrate the realities of heaven. We need to demonstrate the realities of heaven to a world that desperately needs God. And one of the, one of the key ways we do that is when we come in al into alignment with what God's saying and doing, it does change our behavior. And the world around you will take notice. There was a day when I spent most of my time and energy on drugs and alcohol and crazy living, which, by the way, was destroying me. There's no need to be curious about it because if that's the way of destruction. That's all that has to offer you. There's no use going to explore it. Check the world around you out. Open your eyes. There was, a, there was a season of my life, I did that with my life, and then I met Jesus, and I worked in a machine shop at the time, and all the same guys I partied with saw what happened to me. At first I was silent, because I was afraid to say anything. They just noticed I quit going to the bar with them, and I quit partying and smoking dope and doing all that.
And then God gave me the courage to say why. I had guys tell me, ah, you'll get over it here in a few weeks, John, just like you do about all the other tangents you get on. And then when that didn't happen, then they start putting me down. Oh, you think you're holier than thou? And I never told them anything like that. That's your own guilty conscience talking. And they, people will see your life transform. People see the change that Jesus has in you, not just that you dressed up the outside, that you're, you're becoming someone else on the inside. You, you, you choose things that are different. You go about life a different way. The world around you will see that. And listen to me carefully. The that in what I just said the difference they see that happens in you, and it doesn't happen all at once. It's over time. It's Jesus. It's not just a that or an it. It's Jesus, because Jesus is giving you something you didn't have before, and it came straight from Him. It's Him. We represent Jesus here by allowing Him to show Himself through us and the bait, one of the main ways is by our own life changing. And a second way is by the miracles that come out of that. You changing is a miracle. Me changing is a miracle. And then, then real, supernatural miracles start happening through us. And the world needs to see it. The, the world needs to see that our God isn't just another religion. He's not a God. He's the God. In this story that I've been telling you about, I'm using the story of, of the three Hebrew guys who got thrown in the fiery furnace. You ever hear that story? Okay, I'm going to run back through what I talked about last week. Go back, listen to the message. You can hear the whole thing. Number one, they were exiles from Judah. The king and the kingdom of Babylon had utterly destroyed Jerusalem and Judea, had literally conquered and killed the nation. They own, there was only a handful of refugees left. There was some that, that still somehow survived in the nation. Many of those escaped to Egypt, which God commanded them not to. That's, another, that's a story for another day. They had been in training for three years in Babylon because the king of Babylon commanded some of the smartest and best looking, those of nobility, those of the royal household in, in Israel. That's who these three guys were. They were from nobility. They were from the king's own family. And they were taken and put into training just like the magicians and astrologers and all the, what the Bible, uh, some scriptures call wise men. They weren't wise men. They, they were warlocks and astrologers and things that we're commanded not to be, by the way. But they had to go through that training. In the training, they had a certain ration of food. They kept, they asked to keep the Jewish dietary rules because much of the food that was offered them was unclean. 
So therefore, we know these young men, one, knew the Scriptures. They knew the Word of God. And they considered it more important to keep the Word of God than to just go along with these people who had utterly just destroyed their nation. Before they faced the fiery furnace, the Word of God was bigger in them than any threats the king of Babylon or his minions could threaten them with. The Word of God was already bigger in them. These three young men knew the Word of God through the teachings of Moses, through the first five books of the Bible, as attested to the fact they wanted to keep it. Second, they lived in the courts of Jerusalem and heard the old prophet Jeremiah prophesying to the king and to all the leaders of Judah and Israel and say, or to Judah and Jerusalem and telling them, if you don't change your ways, God is going to destroy this place, evict you from it, and kill almost all of you. The Word of God, they've been hearing that their whole lives. Jeremiah had been prophesying for 40 years. He was hated. These young men knew what God was telling the nation. Then they saw it happen. They lived through it. They lived through that hard time. How many of you saints know God doesn't keep you from every problem? See, the temptation in this world is to blame God that we live in an evil world. It wasn't His plan. Right? That wasn't his, it's, it was never his idea. He's saving us from it. That's what being saved is. He's saving us from the pain and the suffering. And the, the key to living in this life is to let, let me rephrase that. The key to living in this life and experiencing heaven in the here and now, which by the way has been opened up to us, is for the word of God, whether it comes through the scriptures or whether it comes to us directly through the Holy Spirit, to let the Word of God have dominion in us. My thinking is starting to align with these Scriptures. My, my inner hearing is aligning with what the Holy Spirit's saying to me, how He's leading me and directing me in this day, and then tomorrow, and the goals He lays out in front of our lives. That's the Word of God. It's not only the Scripture, it's both. This keeps us on track. It keeps us from going, going bad. That's why we've got to know it, you guys. We've got to know this Word. And the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us through it. Just like these three. Think about the horrors these three young men faced of most of their families being killed. Most of them were, were dead. And here they are in a foreign land. And in this story, the king makes a 90 foot tall golden image and commands all the leaders to bow down to it and they won't do it. And here they stand face to face with this king that commanded their nation to be destroyed and did it. And did it. They, the armies of the Babylonians broke the temple of God down and burned the stones of it with fire. That's what he did. And the, the fire! How many miracles in the Bible involve, that God did involve fire? Our God is a God of fire. 
In the book of Hebrews, it says, Our God is a consuming fire. He attracted Moses with the fire on this bush that didn't burn up. He, he burned up the, the offering that Abraham offered him, and he came through. It looked like he was a blazing fire. Later, in another place, Elijah, one of my favorite stories, confronts the 400 prophets of Baal. They set up their altar and he, go, and he let them go at it all day. You see whose God answers by fire. And then he dogged them, man. He, he, he laughed them to scorn. He says, what's the matter? Your God out, out to the bathroom? Is he, taking a, is, he, is he taking a vacation? He literally laughed them to scorn in front of God and everybody, then walked over and he takes the old stones. It was a former place where God, the real God had been worshipped. And the old man takes the stones and he sets them back up. He puts them where they belong. I can see him doing it with tender, loving care. And then he, he sets up the wood in the offering and he has them douse it with water over and over and over. And fire fell at one word from Elijah. One word. Fire fell from heaven, burned up the offering, burned up the wood, burned up the rocks, licked up the, the, all the water and they had made a trough and licked it all up. Our God commands fire. Let me tell you something. Hell is not the domain of the devil. Hell is the judgment of our God. When you remove all else, all kindness, all love, all mercy, and, and that's what we're ordained for, by the way. What's left? Judgment. Our God brought judgment that day, but it, it wasn't on those three young men for standing up for, for their God. It was on King Nebuchadnezzar. The fire freed those young men. And I'm telling you, many of us face difficulties in our life and we're afraid. We stand looking at circumstances of life and, and we're afraid of them. And fear cannot set you free. Fear cannot come to your aid. It will only drag you down, turn you aside into something that is, that is intended to destroy your life. I'm telling you, many times the fiery di difficulties we face is our God fixing to set us free. Fixing to show... That's, that's a spiritual term, fixing. <laughs> He's about to demonstrate His glory in our lives. No, none of us want to go through hard things. None of us wants to experience the difficulties or a fiery trial in this world, but we do, don't we? He never promised us that we would not. James, in the book of James, says he's the brother of Jesus and the leader of the church later uh, in years after Christ's resurrection and ascension to heaven. He says, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that comes upon you. It's going to happen. But my brothers and sisters, the thing that we all need to know and be filled with is we're filled with the Word of God and His ways. We come to know that we are safe in the middle of the difficulties. Not only that, like these three. Like these three. Anybody know the story? These three young men suddenly became four down in the fire, right? And the king, Nebuchadnezzar, I can imagine him looking close enough to get his eyebrows singed. It's like, what's that down there? 
Didn't we throw three guys in there? I see four. And the fourth one is like the Son of God. What a thing to say. I'm telling you, even this wicked, demented king who would do such a thing as this and then stand and watch it, looked in and recognized who was in the fire with him. And I'm telling you, there's nothing that befalls the man or woman of faith that the Son of God is not with you in. No difficulty. No trial. No fire. And our God literally will take the fire that was meant for your torment and demise and turn it for your deliverance. The very thing. He's the God of the turnover. Or turnaround. Turnover, yeah. He's the God of the turnaround. Yeah, He likes turnovers too, I'm sure. The end of the question is this. Let's all stand up. I got more. I got a whole another week I could do. Let's stop there. Today's a great day to, to have a change in your life. One that, that will literally begin to bring heaven and blessing into your life in ways you've never experienced. Give your life to Jesus. If you haven't, you can today. There's going to be folks up here that will pray with you, that will help you and talk with you. And it's just the best thing you can ever do with your life. This week, somebody called me with a word that God wants to meet your every need. And I think it's true. Many of us have needs in this place. We, we do. I, I know I do. And God wants to move this morning and meet us in those needs. Okay. We all declared we want the kingdom. We all declared that we want to see the world changed and blessed around us. It is God meeting us in our lives, in our needs. And then through us, He meets their needs. One of the biggest hindrances, I think, in so many of our lives is we want to act like nothing's wrong. We want to look like we've got it all together. So then, if that's the case, who's the story about? Self. I don't like being vulnerable. I don't. I don't I don't like talking about my faults and problems. But not talking about him, not bringing him up to God, not bringing my needs before him, not doing that has never helped me in any regard. It's only hurt me and those around me. Serving God isn't about putting on a good show. It's about the living God working in your life. And as He does, the world around sees it. 
I'm going to read you one more thing, and then we're going to. I want to ask you to think about what your need is this morning. If God really does want to meet us right here in our need, if He really wants to meet you in your need, do you want Him to? King Nebuchadnezzar at the end of the story says this, listen. Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I decree that all people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into piles of rubble, for no other God can save in this way. And then he, he gave them all, all three of them promotions. He didn't turn and repent, but he changed the atmosphere of the nation towards these three young men and their God. He changed the atmosphere of the nation and the thought towards them. What God does in our life as He transforms us, as we surrender to Him and we refuse to serve or be dominated by any other than Him will affect the world around us. See, we need to get good at surrendering to our Lord. In our Thanks for listening to AZ Vineyard Church. We are located in Goodyear, Arizona. To learn more about our church and upcoming events, check out our website, azvineyard.com. That's A-Z-V-I-N-E-Y-A-R-D.com.